0: Hello and welcome to the second tier podcast i'm ryan dilks and i'm joined by the plenty of fish to my tinder it's justin peach good day to you ryan justin how the devil are you
1: i'm absolutely fantastic because i've got nothing interesting to say about my life at the moment i'm gonna ask how you are ryan how are <laughs> Thanks, you Justin? <laughs> the one
0: in ten time that you actually ask me how i am but i'm fine i'm fine yeah got nothing to complain about um Bit boring without any football, is it? The season is officially over now that the Champions League finals out of the way. So, yeah, this is it. Two months without any soccer.
1: Well, they've got the Women's World Cup coming up, but it is at a horrible True. time. It's in the evening slash mornings because it's over on the the bloody hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. South whose South idea South. was that? Bloody Gianni Infantino, isn't it? Classic. <laughs> yeah. Classic Infantino, what's he like
0: eh? But welcome to the number one championship podcast, the second tier, thank you for joining us wherever you are and welcome to free agent Tinder, yes it's that time of the year where we have a look at the sexy free agents available to championship clubs and decide what kind of clubs should be swiping right for them or whether everyone should be swiping left. We'll also be giving one free agent a super like if you're not aware of how Tinder works, you get one of them to give to that special someone you really want. That's what we'll be doing here for that free agent we think is extra special. So, just a bit of fun where we talk about who's available to the different teams in the championship. Justin, you're a man who's due to be wed, but did you ever divulge in the world of Tinder?
1: I did for a little bit. I I was just thinking then how long. We're going to be doing this segment for when we don't have anything to talk about over the years, presuming we're still podding in in 10 years time. I hope we are. We love doing it. Championship will still be here. Can you imagine this segment still being around in 10 years time? Uh, I don't see why not. It's fairly timeless, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it is, but you have to move to like freeagentmatch.com, wouldn't it? Because that's what the older people use, right? What well,
0: what's your point?
1: Well, I, it feels like we're trying to get down with the kids, is what I'm, is what I'm saying. I mean, Tinder, uh, Tinder for, has been around now for like ten years. I know, but and it we does, are twenty nine. <laughs> that yeah, old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we are, technically. I, I think in the digital age digital age we are quite old. But also, you know, how does that does, does Tinder still even work the same now? Than they made ten have years No idea. There we You're go. talking to a man who
0: himself hasn't been on Tinder now for yeah. two years. So I, I don't know if it's still the same or what it's like anymore. Um, I don't know if it's got a, a better reputation in the <laughs> dating world than it did when I was a single man. Um, but I, I think I think Tinder in general is just a bit of a black mirror kind of thing, isn't it? Where you, you are literally just swiping and then you match with someone. It's crazy.
1: It's, well, I, I, that's what I assume. We're not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to you know interpret anything. It's. Uh, I don't want to put my foot in it. Basically. I know well, nothing about well, it. What would you possibly put your foot in with? I don't know. Tinder? Might, don't know. Do you think Tinder are going to come after us? Well, they, they might do, or they might want to partner up with us. We're well, open to sponsors by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's that as well. <laughs> I think that'll be all right.
0: I think, we're, if anything, we're promoting them, aren't we? Um, let's get past this horrible section of the show and start talking about some of the free agents who are available, Justin. And I think it's only right that we start with the man, the myth... The legend, Billy Sharp, who's now been released by Sheffield United. Which way are you swiping with him, Justin? I'm swiping
1: right. I, I'm definitely swiping right. You've he, got to, haven't you? He's, 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 the, he's the GOAT. You can't ignore him. You've got to entertain the idea, whichever team you are, I think, in the Championship, of, of bringing him into your football club. He scores goals. He scores goals. It doesn't matter. And he ruffles feathers as well. And I think that's quite important, especially if you've got a... Uh, i got a team that might be a bit too nice. It's certainly swiping right. I think a lot of the teams in the Championship might be might be looking at him thinking, we've got a place in the squad for him.
0: Look, So you're saying every team in the Championship?
1: Not every team. I don't think your Southamptons leads Leicester's. The teams with the big budgets are going to be interested in him. But I'm sure they'll be entertaining the idea of him. That being said, I think any team who look, are looking to push into the top six who don't have a huge budget would be willing to... Bring him into the club. As I say, it doesn't matter about age because he's never really been blessed with pace. He's a player you want in and around the box, and if he can stay injury free, he's a good squad option.
0: I wouldn't blame Billy Sharp for retiring. I mean, he is 38 (laughs) next season. If he wants to put his feet up and then chill, that's fine. I'm sure he won't have to pay for a drink in numerous parts of the country. He is a championship legend. Inti. The man is a championship legend of the highest order. The top goal scorer ever at this level. His consistency has been astonishing over so many years. Having said that, I think he could still be a handy backup for a lower level championship side if he wants to keep going. He scored 14 goals the season before last, so he can still find the back of the net. You may have to kind of wheel him into place but he could score some crucial goals he can't play a full 90 minutes anymore I think that's a bit of a write-off but he can definitely have an impact off the bench he'll also be and this is a really important thing a really important figure behind the scenes as well which can be you know, crucial for a squad that hasn't got much experience. So for a lower level championship side, I, th- I think he's still got something to offer, without a doubt. Let's go to the next one, Justin. Next up on free agent Tinder is Bradley Dack. What are you thinking with him?
1: Uh, I want to swipe right, but there's a lot. Pinging in my mind about the last couple of years And it's nothing to do with his personality at all He's got a lovely personality It's just his ability um, Has maybe weaned a little bit I'm going to I'm personally going to swipe left But I think there will be clubs who Are thinking that if they can tap into that player Before his first ACL injury Go back to that season In 2019, 2020 Before he picked up his first ACL He had 9 goals in 22 games At the point of him picking up that injury which is cruel timing, and then since then he scored ten in fifty five, which actually isn't a bad return, but that's over three years. It's not necessarily the goals return that's an issue. It's it's the it's the output when he is playing. I'm gonna swipe left on him. I don't think championship clubs should be looking at him. I think teams higher in League One might be interested. Yeah, I think I will be too, Justin. I've seen a lot of championship fans
0: say Bradley Dak's a free agent. We should be all over this. I'm not so sure. From what I saw last season, his best days seem to be quite far behind him. Don't get me wrong, once upon a time, he was a brilliant player and probably would have gone on to play in the Premier League. It's just as you say, unfortunately, injuries have just buggered him. And that's really sad. Only 29 years old. Mm. But I I don't think he'd be a good signing for a championship side. Since the start of the 20. 2021 season he's only started 20 games so he might be a good pickup as a squad player for a lower team if he takes a wage cut but i'd be worried if a championship side wanted him as a first choice nowadays i've got to say justin let's move on to ryan manning and ladies and gentlemen this is the man i'm super liking for me whoever gets ryan manning this summer is getting an absolute bargain This guy should simply be a must sign for any championship side needing a left back or a left sided centre half in a back three. He was one of the best left backs in the division last season. Very nearly made it into our team of the season, didn't he? Despite playing in a fairly bang average Swansea side, 10 assists, five goals from left back. That is some return and no player created more chances per game than him last season he had the second highest expected assists in the division still only 26 so he's entering his prime years if you get him this summer only I mean over the last few years he seemingly just got better and better as well and he? he was a bit of a mm-hmm. bit part bit part player at QPR became a standout player there moved to Swansea where he was a regular before turning into one of the best left backs in the division He's already highly sought after. He's seemingly been linked with virtually every championship side. Whoever gets him will
1: be very, very lucky. I think. Can't disagree with any of that. He's a he's a very good he's a very good wing back who's been progressing very, very nicely over the years. But he's I wouldn't say he's peaked last season, but he's shown what he's capable of, and that's exactly why he's decided to leave Swans. He's he's clearly feeling that after such a good season. Um, he's ready to to make the step up and 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 go on to sort of bigger things. I think rather than the club, not showing any ambition. Um, so yeah, I think any club wanting a, a left wing back who can play as part of a yeah on, as a wing back as part of a back three or as a as a as a wing back as part of a back four that's quite important. He's got the ability to play to play both, and he's such an intelligent footballer as well because he's not blessed with pace and skills like some wing backs can be. Look at Ian martin two very different players. Him and Ryan Manning, but Ryan Manning's got yeah, a lot, a lot of there's a lot of difference with him being in possession. He's aggressive as well, and he's a he's a bit of a wide merchant for opposition as well and supporters, which is a, which is a big thing as well. It shows that he's got confidence. It shows that he's got a little bit of an ego as well, which I think will send him in good yeah, good testament going forwards, especially for those bigger teams like a Leeds or a Southampton. And I do think if those are coming down and they need a a very very good. Championship wing back who's progressing upwards into the Premier League, it's a perfect time to to bring him in. I think. Yeah, I completely
0: agree with that. Justin Peters' eyes have lit up with this next one. It's Lucas Zhao. What you thinking, Justin?
1: Uh, I'm swapping right, and again, it is quite difficult with Leeds, Southampton, and Leicester coming down because their budgets are going to be so different to the rest of the Championship. But genuinely. 90% of the championship should be entertaining the idea of bringing Lucas Xiao in. You've got your top end of the championship who should be looking at him as a, as a squad player, and then you've got your your sort of mid to, to lower end of the championship who should be bringing him in as a starter. His goals per game ratio at championship level is one in three. You can tell I was looking forward to Lucas Shaw by the way, because I've really done my research on him. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, you were. You, you were always <laughs> going to be looking forward to talking about him because
0: that's basically what gets you off on this podcast.
1: I'm basically, it's hype, man. If he wants to employ me, I'm, I'm I'm open for work. Anyway, his goals per game ratio is champ, uh, championship level. is one in three. His goal contribution level in the championship is 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 he averages two point a goal contribution every two point four one games. Got that out, which is even more impressive. He's always involved. He's not only scoring goals, he's clinical, but he's also creating them, and he's there for his teammates. There are times, I think it was the Panovic season where he was unreal just a couple of seasons ago and his touch is absolutely velvet, it's liquid, it's brilliant. And if you can keep him fit, he's 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 absolutely ideal for, for any team in the Championship. So, yeah, I'm swiping right, absolutely.
0: How many teams did you say
1: he should be a first choice for? Uh, I would say sort of mid to lower end of the Championship. So we're talking sort of maybe eighth and, and below.
0: Fine, OK. OK. I guess I'd somewhat agree with that. I think, you for me, it's about 12th and below. I I just wanted to reel you in a bit, Justin, so you didn't get too carried away. I think he would be a decent signing for just about every championship side. I wouldn't want him starting every game if I was aiming for the top half, but he would be a good backup at that level. But as I say, I'd I'd agree with that for lower-end championship sides. Without a doubt, it'd be a fantastic first-choice striker. That's what I'd go with. Um, Just kind of uh, levelling out your... uh, Bias stats and um, he hasn't <laughs> had one season at championship level where he scored more than 10 goals he's had nine seasons at this level now so he can be very good he, he is certainly very good at the uh, linking up play side of things and his first touch is excellent but yeah he, uh, he his goal scoring can be a bit hit and miss at times but yeah good signing for plenty of sides Nick Powell is the next one so not long ago Nick Powell was amongst the best midfielders in the championship, but injuries and just generally falling out of favour at Stoke, it means he's now a free agent and seemingly not very sought after, Justin,
1: which I think we will would have both been very surprised about a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, yes, but for on this occasion you've got to swipe left. He's he's a player that's probably got to drop down in the leagues, unfortunately. He's got so much ability, but he's just so hampered by injuries. Um, and, he, and he maybe comes with that exp- a bit of expensive baggage as well that for me it's not worth the risk for championship teams who are just coming out of the back of Covid after having lost a lot of money and clubs still lose a lot of money you need guaranteed players who are going to play which is why we swipe left on, on Bradley Dack. it's why I'm going to do the same for Nick Powell he's only managed 15 starts in the last two years which is just not enough for a player who is probably going to demand a fair bit of your budget so yeah He's got quality, he's got ability. We saw it with his goal against West Brom last season, for example, where he lobs. Um, I think it's Sam Johnson, he lobs Sam Johnson from the edge of his box with a, with a lovely half folly. He's got it, but not often enough, just because of injuries.
0: Yeah, the thing is, he's still only 29 as well, which is... I mean, injuries certainly have played their part, but surely there must be still a player in there so I don't really know where Nick Powell goes to next I know he was linked with a move back to Wigan but with everything that's going on there I'm not sure that's going to happen anymore so it will be interesting to see where he ends up and more importantly what division he ends up in let's go to a next one we've just spoken about one who was a bit of a teenage prodigy to another one who was a teenage prodigy Theo Walcott bit of an interesting one isn't it uh, what, what are you thinking with Theo <laughs>
1: Okay, you get to do the chant if you sign him. Yeah, I mean it's your basic chant. You know, if there was a good chant, then yeah, you know, you'd be willing.
0: I think but, you're doing it. A, a, I think you're doing it a disservice, Justin. For me, it's on the same level as Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Theo Walcott. What am I thinking of Theo Walcott? Now again, he's a player who's been injury prone in the past, but. My God, do you, do you got you got wonderful hair. That's a, that's a thing, isn't it? He's a versatile forward, so he can play out wide and he can play through the middle. But that being said, I don't know, I don't know what his pace is like now. Actually, he's clearly not going to be as as, as quick as he once was. But the romanticist in me is thinking, sign him. A lot of teams in Championship go on, take the punt, do it. It's mm. going to be good, surely.
0: I mean, I was quite amazed to see if Theo Walcott played 20 games last season with Southampton and then all of a sudden their relegation makes even more sense. (laughs) I mean, look, pure and simply, when Theo Walcott was in his prime, what was his main attribute? We all know what it was. He's 34 now. His main strength is not there anymore. And he may very well decide to retire now because he's had his goodbye spell with his boyhood club, he is mid 30s. If he. Doesn't He's not going to get another Premier League um, club signing him up, is he? So he'd probably have to drop down in the Championship. My thing is, I'm not sure his suspected wages will be justified in the return you get from him. So I struggle to see what kind of level he would be a good signing for at Championship level. Especially because, as I say, his wages may be um, quite,
1: quite dear. So I, I'm not sure I'd be swiping right for him. You've got a South Coast, South Coast club who've just come up in Plymouth. So maybe if they can entice him into a, a, a reasonable contract, that wouldn't be a bad signing for them. Because again, quite a young, youngish team there in Plymouth. Considering experience they probably. are
0: very clever with their recruitment, I'm not sure Theo Wolcott will be interesting them. Because um, I'm not sure that would be a very smart signing. Let's move on to the next one, Justin. And it's Timu Puki. Now, I'm not sure what the future holds for Timmy Pukki, whether he'll be playing in England next, next season or not. It would certainly catch my eye if he moved to a championship side, though. Last season wasn't incredible for him. 10 goals in 41 games is easily his worst season that he's had in an orange shirt. But we are talking about a guy who previously scored 29 and 26 goals in his first two championship seasons. I reckon for a certain level of club he'd be a great weapon to have off the bench. Imagine the scores all level after 80 minutes and the opposition brings on Timu Upuki. You'd be thinking, oh God, here we go. Even a team chasing the playoffs, I think he'd be handy. So he's an interesting one. Very curious as to where he goes next. But I think he could be a pretty decent signing
1: for quite a few championship sides. I'm inclined to agree with you. I think even some of those who are chasing promotion might be interested in signing him. I don't think age is an issue for Timu Puki because he's, he's he's quick over five yards and he just he just needs to play on your shoulder and being around that box. A bit like Billy Sharp, really, but a little bit younger. I think ten goals in forty-one is is a pretty decent return for a player who didn't get any supply last season as well. So if he's if if he's part of a team who's on the front foot, if you look at Sunderland for example, Sunderland if they if they bring in Timu again, again, it's a young squad, so the the experience will be beneficial. Ross Stewart's certainly the starter. Um, so if you can, if Sunderland could entice him to come in, and he's he's playing on the shoulder of of, of of a supply from Alex Pritchard, Jack Clark, Patrick Roberts, the amount of time they spend with the ball in that final third, and the amount of dynamic runs Pookie makes, how many goals he would still score at the age of 33, 34 years old, he would still bag a heck of a lot. So I do think clubs who are even chasing promotion, the likes of Middlesbrough, think. I'm, for some reason, Leeds is coming to my head. I think Leeds would be a good fit for him. I think again with the, a young squad that they've got and um, the unreliance of uh, unreliability, of sorry, of, of Patrick Bamford, he'd be a good option. Um, so I do think teams coming down from the Premier League might be interested in him as well if they can entice him. I think he'll go abroad, but again, ninety percent of that championship might be interested in him.
0: Yeah it would be very interesting to see where he goes. I think he probably want to be one of the most interesting ones to see where he goes, but I do get the feeling he may be looking to go back abroad somewhere. I don't know. Uh, let's go to the next one, which is quite an interesting one in itself because whether he is championship level or not is up for debate, but it's Ryan Kent who's been released by Rangers. He has been linked with a move to Leeds for years now and I think he may very well be hoping for a Premier League move, but I reckon he'd be lucky if that happens. Would be very exciting in signing for a championship side, though. Justin, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I was was looking at his stats, actually. and I think a Premier League move, if that was going to materialise, it would have been last summer because he had such a good season in the Europa League and a pretty decent season in the league as well. But he's 26 now, so he's in his peak years. He got eight assists last season. I think he only scored three goals in the SPL, which is not the best return, really. Um, but as I say, it was that those performances in the Europa League when Re- while Rangers got to the, the final, which again, you would have expected a team to come in from then. I think Leeds and Leicester will be in for him. It, it depends whichever job Stephen Gerrard goes for. I've seen him link with both Leicester and Leeds. It's likely that he'll go to one of the two. I, I felt I as a betting man, it'd be one of. It, yeah, he certainly would be going to one of those two. Um, so I think he'll follow Gerrard to wherever he goes. And I think. They're probably the only teams that can afford him. To be honest with you, I don't think many teams in the in a championship can. He'd certainly he'd certainly be my super like, but I'm, I think in just because of that, the fact that that's too expensive, I'm gonna I'm gonna withdraw that and go with somebody else. But he's got ability. His dribbling ability is fantastic. He's he's, he's when he was at Bristol City on loan a couple of seasons ago, he's he's one v ones were fantastic. Um, but he was brilliant. But obviously, went to he went to Rangers and he has prospered a little bit. But maybe his career's not taking off as 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 well as he thought it would.
0: Mm. Yeah. Justin, let's take a quick break. After that, we'll talk about some more free agents who are available on the market. Welcome back to the Second Tier Podcast. And this is Free Agent Tinder, where we're going through some of the free agents who are available to championship clubs this summer and deciding whether we want to swipe right for a certain level of club or swipe left if we just don't think they're suitable for championship standards anymore. Troy Deeney
1: is our next one, Justin. What do you think about Dean Dog? Swapping left, I'm avoiding him. 34 years old, injury-prone and Incredibly outspoken, he might not be the best for the dressing room. Is he a leader? I've heard split opinions on him from Birmingham City fans and Watford fans in recent years. I think Watford fans, there have been rumours of him going back to Watford as a player coach, which apparently have been thankfully dispelled very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, arm swapping left. I just, he comes with, yeah, I don't, I'm just, I've never been sure on Troy Deeney I just never have been sure on Troy Deeney I don't want to rant and rave about why I dislike him. Um I just don't think he's a good fit. I think disliking him is a bit harsh, Justin. Why? I'm allowed an opinion. If I dislike you, a person, you can I just say like a you person. don't
0: rate him as a player, but disliking him is a bit a bit harsh.
1: Yeah, but it's just over the years. He's been incredibly outspoken over the years and I'm just thinking maybe I don't like you as a person as well as a footballer. Oh. You know, you know the stuff he said about Arsenal um about being weak and then there's everything that's come out over the years or, or rumoured in and around sort of the Watford sackings about him leading the dressing room into you know, managers being sacked. It just makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, Is all. And I just don't think I want that in my dressing room.
0: Oh, fair enough then. Guess we're not getting Troy Daniel on the podcast any time soon. <laughs> um, I agree with what you are initially saying. I think Troy Deeney's Championship days are behind him. 11 goals in two seasons with Birmingham. Only two from open play last season. Not inspiring tallies. And he's at that stage now where it's not going to get any better. If he moved to someone like, I don't know, Rotherham, for example, I don't think it would improve their chances of staying up. He seems to be moving towards a career in the media, so maybe he'll just retire I mean he's just played for his boyhood club now so it won't surprise me if he decides to pack it in depends how much he wants to keep playing really but I don't think he'll be a good signing at championship level anymore I think you're looking further down the pecking order for if if he does want to continue playing Joel Latabodier is the next player who's come up on our free agent tinder Justin and what are you thinking with him got a good ball
1: playing defender there I'm surprised he's left Swansea I can't remember the reasons why Ryan Mannings was very clear in that he didn't want to agree new terms essentially wants to leave but uh, Joel so I yeah, still can't say his name after these few years um, yeah it's a surprise to see him leave but again you've got a defender there as I say he's very composed good ball playing defender can play centre back has had to play right wing back at times this season as well so he's, he's, he's versatile in that sense again there, there'll be a lot of clubs I've seen Luton linked with him that would be a very good signing for Luton. But I think I think a lot of clubs who are wanting to play that building from the back style would be suited to bringing him in. I can't remember his age. He's 23 now, isn't he? So, mm-hmm. again, he's got he's got years on his side. He's got years to develop as well. So, I'm thinking teams, any, I'd say any teams who are wanting to play progressive style of football, wanting to bring in a young player to develop, there'll be a lot of teams in for him. Obviously, you're going to dispel the likes of Sunderland, Southampton, Leeds, but any teams sort of like Middlesbrough um, I think you know, maybe not Middlesbrough because well packed in, in defence but uh, Coventry's teams that are looking to push into the playoffs it, I think he'd be a good fit for he's got all the attributes you need at Championship level I think he could be a really good low-key
0: signing for the vast majority of Championship side he's been a good player for Swansea for a few years now not particularly outstanding but definitely better than good he has been Played out of position for a while now. He's been asked to fill in at right back and right wing back for last season and for large parts of the season before. That's despite him being a centre back by trade. So it shows he's got a bit of versatility, but also that he's more than comfortable with the ball at his feet if he does move back to centre half, which I think I would like to see because I think, particularly if he were to play in a back three, he'd really excel in that kind of position. So, I mean, the thing that stands out for me is he's only. 23 he's got a lot of room for growth still and I remember before he was being quite highly rated when he was a youngster I think he was part of the under 17 world cup winning team as well so he Mm -hmm. he was plenty of potential there when he was a youngster and I think I still think he's got plenty of potential now I get the feeling he's capable of taking his game to the next level after a, a good solid few years at Swansea so his next move whoever gets him could be you know, sorting themselves out a real bargain. And Ryan Bertrand is the next player who's come up just in. A bit of a forgotten man, really. Released by Leicester, hasn't played a senior game of football since December 2021 because of a serious knee injury. However, did play a couple of games for their under-23s towards the end of this season. So, seemingly getting back to fitness... I think he could be a decent signing for plenty of Championship sides. We've got to remember a few years ago, of course, he was in sensational form for Southampton, was regularly getting called up to the England squad. If injuries stay away, he could be a very good, experienced addition for most Championship
1: sides. Yeah, this has got Watford three-year deal written all over it for me.
0: And I think... I was thinking more West Brom.
1: (laughs) Yeah, injury-prone, ex-Premier League... Had his best day sort of between 2014 and 2016. Yeah, this has got uh, uh, you know, expensive, expensive mistake written all over it. Now I think you are on the like right lines in that he is, you know, he's an experienced player. But the fact that the amount of games he's played over the last couple of years, he's managed just ten appearances in the last two years at Leicester, for example, very forgetful spell. I, I do think the experience thing is, is is a big aspect, but at the same time. He's, I don't think he's tall enough to be a reliable centre half. If you've got a team playing a back three, you could play on the left side of that that back three. And I think he's he's, he's maybe not going to be in the the best of shape to be up against Championship wingers either. at, at left back, you imagine J- Jack Clark having an absolute field day against him. That being said, Carl Nortons made a very good move inside into into the Swansea's defence as opposed to being a fullback now. So it might work, but I'm a little bit sceptical, Bertrand. I'm going to swipe left. I do think the the injuries that he's had, it's just they're going to catch up with him. And then my lack of game time as well at his age is is never ideal.
0: That is understandable. Maybe his wages, don't know what he'd be asking, but we are talking about a guy who's probably earned a fair amount over the past few years of his career. And whether it be, it depends whether he wants to keep playing, I suppose, really, doesn't it? Tariq Fosu is our next player, Justin. I think he could be a really good pickup for a lot of Championship sides. He was great at Rotherham last season. He's an excellent dribbler, really makes things happen, and he's just an exciting player. I will point out his goal record is very poor. In 88 Championship games, he scored six goals quite a poor tally for a winger, isn't it? But he's not that kind of winger. He runs at defences, stretches them, and that can be a very useful quality to have for plenty of teams. And played a great uh, part in Brentford's promotion a few years ago as well. He wasn't um, starting every game, but he certainly had his say, didn't he, in that in that promotion. Can play on the wing, can play at wing back. I think he's better further forward than at wing back personally, but He's definitely someone who gives a team a lot of options.
1: We saw at Stoke City him being played at wing back is just not ideal. He wasn't very good, and at Rotherham he was allowed the license to express himself. When he did, he averaged two point six dribbles per game, which is absolutely incredible for a, for a player who hasn't been in his best form for for a while. He's got a lot of um, a lot of things to do to improve in front of goal, I, I, and that end product. I think his assist wise, he's, he's managed seven assists over the last sort of five or six years, which isn't ideal, but I think you've got a player there who's got bags of ability and, as you say, can, can fit into quite a lot of teams. He's he's played that bit part player for Brentford in their promotion run, but he's also been in a reliable starter for Rotherham. So he, he, he's got the personality to, to just fit in, I think. It's a massive thing. I'm going to super like Tarek Vosu, Um wow. and I'm going to super like him because I think he's got a hell of a lot of potential at championship level. I think he, I, I don't think, other than Rotherham, I don't think he's been given a solid chance to really be himself. He, I don't think he got the chance out of Brentford. You go back to that Oxford season in 2019-2020 when he earned the move to Brentford. He scored uh, eight goals in 25 games, which is a very, very good return for a team that was pushing at the table then. And he moved to Brentford and his involvement dropped and, um, and the first team dropped. And with that, the goals and the quality did as well. But with Rotherham, we, we saw what he could produce. We saw what he could produce. So I think there's a lot of quality to be tapped into there. And I think, again, a lot of teams sort of six downwards... Wanting to push into that again, even if you're looking at last season's top six, a Middlesbrough who are looking for a for a squad player winger, Coventry are looking for a first choice starter, creative player in that final third, Sunderland looking for extra quality amongst their uh, incredible lineup of, of 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 wingers, and I think he's affordable for a lot of teams as well because he's come from lower leagues. Um, so yeah, for me, Tariq Foss, who super like, so much flexibility, versatility there, great player in the final third.
0: Fair enough. Next up is Maxime Colan. Now, I think this would be a really good signing for quite a few teams, Justin. If you're a championship club and want a solid right back, this is your man. He is Mr. Consistency. I don't think there's been any championship player over the past five or six years now who has just oozed more consistency than Maxime Colan Since signing for Birmingham in 2017... He's only missed 28 league games in six years. That's quite impressive. He's just been ever-present for Blues. And I was quite surprised, actually, to see him let go. He's not spectacular by any means. He's just a steady, steady Eddie, isn't he? He gives you mm-hmm. 7 out of 10 every game. And he's very rarely unavailable for a game. He's 31 now. Got over 300 championship appearances to his name. Just a good, solid pro who can fill a gap. So, yeah, I'd be getting on the blow if I was a mid-table
1: championship side. Again, I think the reason why I left Birmingham is because his wages were quite high because of that expensive move from Brentford. Um, And it probably just seemed like the right time to to, to leave. But he has been so consistent because he's always been, whenever we've done our half-team of the seasons over the years we've been doing the podcast, he's always been one of the contenders at full-back before form inevitably drops off for the rest of the season. Because he's always been consistent, he's always been in the conversation whenever we've discussed it. It's just never been enough to to to, to really chuck him in. And I, I think part of that is just being let down by a really bad football club in Birmingham City over the years, um, because of the owners, not because of any other reasons. So yeah, it's a shame that he's not been able to really push on. Because I think that big money move from Brentford, he was maybe expecting Birmingham to kick on, and he was expecting to kick on, and it never happened. So I do think he deserves a chance for a team who, you know, wanting to put into their squad, who are wanting to push on into the Premier League. Because I think he deserves a chance. And as you say, he's not—he's never been blessed with pace. He's a very solid player. He's a very good defender, which is which a lot of people tend to overlook with fullbacks now. So I think if you wanted to recruit a good, solid, dependable seven out of ten player every week, who's maybe willing to be a squad player for a team pushing for promotion or a first choice starter for a team wanting to get into the playoffs. I think Maxime Collin, you can you can't go you can't go wrong with him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Scott Malone is on next
0: one, Justin. I was a bit surprised when he got released by Millwall because he's a good player at championship level. 33 appearances last season for a side that just missed out on the top six. Would have been more if it wasn't for Murray Wallace being Gary Rowett's first choice. Good defensively. Decent going forwards. Just he's just another solid player. In see, I don't. I, I think he'd be a good squad player for all top half sides. A great first choice left back for most bottom half sides. Thirty-two years old now. More than three hundred championship appearances. So plenty of experience too. Can't go wrong with him, really.
1: Yeah, I don't know if his his abilities maybe weaning a little bit. I think last season we saw. Quality, but it was a season before where he was really, really, you know, in his in his pomp, I think, for, for Millwall. He obviously scored five goals, scored quite a few spectacular goals as well. But last season, he was okay. He's got he picked up five assists, which is a decent return for a team who aren't, you know, Millwall rely heavily on wing backs and they have done an under guy route. But in terms of getting balls in the name of a number nine, they've not really had that sort of um, that, tra- that transitional play. I, I think Malone's probably looking to drop down into League One. I think I'm going really? to disagree with you on this one. Yeah, I, I do. I just, having, having watched him at Derby, I've seen how inconsistent he can be. And Millwall fans might be able to agree with this, but he he just doesn't have that ability to, to be really... That really convinces me. He's got a lot of energy. You need it for a wing-back. But again, if I'm looking for a squad player wing-back I may be looking at someone younger than, than Scott Malone I don't know maybe I'm being a bit harsh but I just think his output over the last two seasons hasn't been as good as it, it, it could have been there's a good player there but yeah, I, I, I think he's looking to drop down 32 years old as well he's not He's not young So for yeah, next he, season he's getting on a bit of course but I mean you've still got plenty
0: of experience there and that, that can go a long way with certain clubs Tom Rogic is the next one now There was like a two-month period after the World Cup where Tom Rogic was brilliant for West Brom. (laughs) Either side of that, he had absolutely no impact whatsoever. So I I don't really know if he'd be a good signing at championship level.
1: Maybe, I'm looking like a a Sheffield Wednesday. Just someone who's willing Mm. to invest in a a 30-year-old, 31-year-old who's not blessed with pace, but he's got bags of technical ability. It just sounds like a Sheffield Wednesday signing with a Darren Moore. He's got quality, he has, but... It's just whether or not he's suited to the rigours of championship football, 46-game season, etc. Um, they left a lot to be desired at times at West Brom, but as you say, that, that period after after the World Cup, it was special. Um that's that back heel he did as well, I remember that. I can't remember if anything came of it now, but I just remember him doing a back heel in a game it was absolutely majestic. Yeah, I'm looking to swipe left, I think. I think you've got to be taking a risk with Tom Rogic, and it's an unnecessary one. Yeah,
0: I think there are certainly better options than him. Uh, Wes Harding is our next one. What
1: do you think? Now, Wes Harding's an interesting one. He's a consistent player. He's a versatile player. He's got a bloody long throw as well. Always a good asset. I think teams sort of mid-table championship who want sort of a possession-based a team could could be looking at him. I think. Again, I think it's really important to, 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 to bring this up there the fact that he, he's, he has been so consistent for Overham over the last three years. He played a lot of games for them. And again, he's played as a right of centre-half and he's played as a wing-back as well. So he's got that versatility, a bit like Joel de Tobo, like air as well. Just doesn't have that ball-playing ability that you maybe be wanting in a defender. But that being said, a bit like Maxim Collin, very, very solid. So I think teams looking to push into the top half, who are wanting a, a low-cost option, who's versatile, I think West is a good option.
0: Yeah, I was a bit surprised to see him linked with Luton. If I'm playing in the Premier League next season, I'm not sure Wes Harding would be the first player I'd get. He's a solid Championship defender. Seems to be one of those players who's a free agent on his own terms because maybe he thinks he could do better than Rotherham. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. He's another one who's a good squad player in the top end of the Championship and decent enough first team player in the bottom half, maybe mid table area as well. Um, So that's where I think I'd be looking with him. Morgan Fox is an interesting one. It was a real shock when he got released by Stoke. Many Many fans weren't happy when that was announced. I'd go as far to say he was arguably their best player last season. So he could be a really handy signing for plenty of sides. Played mostly in a back three last season, despite being a left back. So he's versatile. Reads the game really well. Is 29. So... Still got a few more miles in the tank. Yeah.
1: I, I think another one would be a good signing for plenty of teams. I think he'll be overlooked as well, which is the which is the harsh thing. I think again, if you're looking for a, a versatile defender who's comfortable as a in a back three or as a fullback, can't go can't go wrong with uh, Morgan Fox. And again, you're right, you're surprised to see Alex Neal let him go because he likes a balanced back three. So why why allow on your most consistent defence go? It might be a Ryan Manning situation where he thinks he can do better potentially, or, or or get a better contract elsewhere, or he might just be looking to to end his time there. But you've got a steady, solid, dependable championship defender there, and I think again, a lot of teams looking to push into that top half, maybe even for for the playoffs, who want to deploy a back three. I think Morgan Fox would be top of the shop in this because it is very difficult to to bring in solid, dependable left-footed defenders if you're trying to deploy a you know a um a, a balanced back three. So yeah, Morgan Fox. He is a composed player as well. I think that, that needs to be said. He does like to play the ball on the ground. He's not one of the best by by any means, but he's got it in his locker. So yeah, it's, it is a surprise to see him go. But at the same time, he's probably looking for a contract, to, a club wanting to push into that top six, potentially.
0: Yeah, Ryan Manning's going to be linked with quite a few championship sides this summer. But if you miss out on Ryan Manning, Morgan Fox would be a decent enough backup, mm. I think. Because relatively... Similar players. Morgan Fox is probably a bit more defensive, actually, than Ryan Manning is. But Mm -hmm. you see what I mean. And I think he'd be a solid enough option to have in your squad. So, yeah, get him in. Uh, Final one of free agent Tinder for 2023. I've just seen who it is.
1: Keshi Anderson. Here we go. Damn it, I've used my super like. (laughs) Jesus. Damn. I'm I'm aggressively frustrated with myself. I've used my super like. Look... I again a bit like Lucas Shaw maybe I just like injury-prone um, uh, luxury players because uh, Ind- uh, Kesh Anderson does fit in that category, doesn't he? he, does he? on his day? Yes, on his day you can be a very, very good player, and it's a sad thing that Blackpool fans are probably going to switch off after they've been, they've been relegated because they're going to agree with me. Last season there was oh, a period that's... of time. Yeah. <laughs> Last season there was a period of time where Anderson scored worldie after worldy. And I think one of the big reasons why they've struggled this season is because Anderson's not been fit. I think he's such a good player. And if he gets a run of games, he can be such a good player. And you're going to look at stats that, I'm going to, that are not going to back up my claim. And I don't care. Because if Cash Anderson's playing and he's in his pomp, he's worth it.
0: Again, I've said it before. I don't think a more bang average player has been... Talks about more on this podcast than Keshi Anderson, just because Justin loves to bring him up constantly. But four goals last season. um, I mean, he didn't even play that much last season, did he? Because of injury. So I do not understand why a championship club would be looking to... In contact with his agent, but you do, you Justin. Let's finish off with a little game of Scott High or Ryan Low. This is typically higher or lower, but if you listen to Thursday's episode, we did it with a little bit of a twist. Uh, So, what we did was just in, uh, I gave Justin three questions, and all he had to do was kind of rank them in whatever order I was asked to do. This week, Justin is going to be providing the questions to myself. So, Justin. Can I have the first question, please?
1: You can. Who has Lee Camp played more games for? Rotherham, QPR, Birmingham or Bournemouth? Hang on, I need to write that down. Say that again. Who has Lee Camp played more games for? So you've got to put it in the correct order. Rotherham, QPR, Birmingham or Bournemouth? And Bournemouth, I should say.
0: Rotherham, QPR, Bournemouth. Birmingham. Birmingham. Right. I'd say Birmingham straight off the top of my head. Um, then oh how long was he at Rotherham for I'd go Rotherham second I think then QPR then Bournemouth that's
1: what I'd go with so you've got two there two in the right is, place two in the right place so you've got Birmingham which is which is correct yep I was hoping maybe there might be some misalignment QPR in next so he made 86 appearances for Birmingham QPR in next with 76 then Rotherham made 60 appearances for Rotherham. Wow. <laughs> yeah, didn't know that either. And then Bournemouth, alas. But he made 47 appearances for Bournemouth. When? Yeah, exactly. It's the same with Rotherham. <laughs> when did that did happen? This happen? I don't when believe When
0: did this you. <laughs> um, that's absolutely incredible. Fair enough. I, I, I was somewhat close, I suppose. It, uh, I, I think that's pretty good because, again, Lee Camp's. Well, clubs, all I did I got I, Rotherham and QPR mixed up, didn't I? That's the only thing I'd got wrong.
1: No. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. So that's quite good, really. Well done, um, what's the next one, Justin? Who score more? Who scored more Championship goals? Chris Wood, Alexander Mitrovic, Dal Murphy. I don't know why I say it like that. Cameron Jerome. Murphy, Mitrovic,
0: Cameron Jerome. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris Wood as well. I reckon now. I have looked at that table quite a few times. Mitrovic obviously scored a hat load, but only had two and a half seasons at championship level. So I think he's up there, but I don't think he's top. I think Daryl Murphy is top, just because he's been in the championship for so damn long. Then, Mitrovic or Wood? Mm, I'm going to go with... Mitro,
1: then Wood, then Jerome. So you're going Mitro, Murphy, Mitro, Wood, Jerome. Yes. You've got three out of four there. Oh, you j- How? Don't make any sense. You've got Daryl Murphy, correct? He's got yep. 93. Then you've got Mitro, correct? Mitrovic correct? He's got 85. Yeah. And then Cameron, Cameron Jerome's next. So I didn't get so three out the, four. It's two out three of four three. again. I just got yeah, the last sorry. two mixed up. Damn it! My maths is terrible. Yeah, Cameron Drone's got eighty three, so he's he's running Mitrovic quite closely. Chris Woods only got seventy eight.
0: I thought Chris Wood had more than that. Yeah, not a lot in it.
1: Interesting, not a lot in it? it.
0: Um, that's quite unfortunate. So I've come so close on twice. That's really annoying. What's the final one, Justin? Let's see if I can redeem myself. I've I've gone with four, but I don't know which one oh. to choose now.
1: Do you want to do both? Okay, okay. We'll do both. Go for we'll it. We'll do both. Who's played for more championship clubs? <laughs> okay. Dave Nugent, Albert Adoma, David McGoldrick, or Richard Stearman? So I'm looking for the order of, in how many championship clubs they've played for.
0: Nugent, Adoma. Sorry, I'm having to write these down at the same time. Adoma, uh, Steerman, mm-hmm. and who's the other mm-hmm. one? Uh, Mc- David McGoldrick. Oh, I did see. Um, the heavy Derby theme there, now. Now, Nugent would be the obvious shout here. These um, are just championship clubs. Yeah, I know. Not outside know. of the championship. I know. Nugent would be the obvious shout, but I don't think he actually has played for that many at championship level. Um, I may be wrong, though. Odoma, I can only think of three off the top of my head. Stearman. Pr- I mean, he's been around the block, hasn't he? Um, he's been there. And then McGoldrick, I reckon he's had a few loan spells. So I'm going to go Stearman, McGoldrick, Nugent, Adoma.
1: That's, that's bad. You got, one, completely you got wrong? one right. Yeah, you got one right there. Oh, dear. Richard Stearman's played for seven clubs. I won't reel them off because it'll take me ages. Albert Adoma's Albert, Albert next. He's played for six clubs. Has he? So, yeah, so I will read Albert Domer. So he's played for Cardiff, QPR, and Forest in the last three or four years. Before that, Borough, Villa, (laughs) Bristol City. Cannot remember them at all. Fair enough. Yeah, then it's Dave Nugent, played for five. He's played for a lot more clubs outside of the Championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then David McGoldrick's got four.
0: I thought McGoldrick would have had more. Okay. Forest,
1: Southampton, Ipswich, and Sheffield United.
0: Yeah this isn't going as well as I thought it would I thought I'd get at least one right but I've been so close on two come on let's let's finish off with a high
1: the uh, final one is is, it's all about Neil Warnock it has been in the news this week it's all about Neil Warnock who does he have the highest win percentage with Sheffield United Middlesbrough Rotherham or Huddersfield second spell Huddersfield Um, you say Cardiff I didn't say Cardiff Sheffield United Middlesbrough Rotherham Huddersfield second spell so last season I reckon
0: his win percentage at Huddersfield is quite high, so I'll go Huddersfield top. <sighs> Rather than me, they did a massive, great escape, didn't they? Like as good as as great as an escape as it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. So he must have won a few games in there. So I'm tempted to go them second, Middlesbrough third, and then Sheffield United just because he was there for so long. I think that's probably last.
1: So you've gone with Huddersfield, Rotherham. Rotherham Middlesbrough, Sheffield United. United. So you've got two right. Oh, God. Don't so tell you've me got, got Huddi- I've got two
0: in the wrong place again,
1: haven't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Huddersfield right. Then the next one is Sheffield United with 42%.
0: Okay. Fair that.
1: That, for me, exemplifies how incredible a spell it was at Sheffield United. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just seven years, uh, seven or eight years it was there for. No, Middlesbrough's okay, mixed yeah. with 38% and then Rotherham is last with 37%. So i got Sheffield United and Rotherham mixed up. Damn it. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so close, but yet so far for me here on Scott High or Ryan Lowe, ladies and gentlemen. But this has been the Second Tier Podcast and this has been Free Agent Tinder. We do it every year. It's always a bit of fun, isn't it? haven't got anything else to, for us to talk about <laughs> by this time of year. So may as well look at the free agents and that's exactly what we've done. But we'll be back again on Thursday where we're going to be doing a news roundup. Hopefully there'll have been enough transfers by that point for us to have a news roundup and make it fill an episode. But we'll wait and see on that point. But we we'll look forward to speaking to you again on Thursday. And this has been the Secret Tier Podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. And a big, big, big thank you for listening.